Welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast, a show about faith, friendship, fine tobacco, and drink. I'm Steve Ryder, and we're concluding this little mini-series with the Godfather, the Pope of the Smoke, K. Hiramine, the founder of Holy Smokes. And we're talking today about the missional aspect of Holy Smokes. Now, missional is a very churchianity word, if you will. It's very Christianese. Talk about what exactly is that? Sure. I believe that the reason why God is really blessing the Holy Smokes community slash club, we call it the Holy Smokes Club, but it's really a community or fellowship, is that we love Jesus and we want others to love Jesus and know him. And by creating these spaces through the gatherings that we have on the weekends or in, during the weekdays at some cigar lounge or some friend's house or even our own homes, what we're doing is we're creating a safe place for men and women to come together. And it is creating a place where people can be listened to, loved on, and really extended the grace of God. Mm. And I am beginning to see more and more people who have been to church for decades, but they haven't been in church for decades. In other words, they've loved Jesus, but they've been hurt by the church or hurt through individuals in the church, but they still desire to follow after God. So there's no really a place for them to really link in. And one of the places that we have found, there there's few places, and Holy Smokes has become one of those places for onboarding or bringing people into that place of safety to do that. Also what I'm seeing, Steve, is I'm seeing how people who don't even know who Jesus is are attracted to the fact that here's these guys that follow Jesus, but they hang out and smoke cigars. Yeah. And we often say in terminology amongst ourselves, right, bros? It's not about the cigar. Because you don't have to smoke cigars to be part of Holy Smokes. Some guys just come and they just hang out and maybe have a drink with us or they have a Coke or whatever if they're not drinking alcohol. And that's totally cool. But they're just attracted by the conversation and the authenticity of the conversation and the depth of conversation. That it's actually a place where they can actually discourse about stuff and it doesn't turn into this vitriolic bantering back and forth where they can actually share where they are politically or socially or wherever and they're accepted for where they're at and we're able to love on them and to extend God's grace and also to give them a biblical perspective of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But first and foremost, we're modeling it out by the way we extend our grace and love to them. The other thing that's really interesting too that's become part of the culture of Holy Smokes is the aspect of, so that's sort of the evangelism, if you want to use a Christianity type of phrase, but it's really discipleship. Mm-hmm. Is I'm seeing now multi-generations coming in. So Gen Z, Gen X, millennial, older dudes, boomers like me, I'm 57, where a young guy, 20, 30-something, been married a year, says, oh, man, I had to sleep on the couch last night because I said this to my wife. And all the 50-year-old guys are like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, this is how you do this, you know. Dude, next time, I might want to think about saying it like this or maybe just don't say anything. Or this is how you can really be a better husband or a better father. Or how are you doing and holding each other accountable relative to, you know, are you spending time with your kids, with your wife? Are you taking her on a date once a week? These are some things that we've learned over 30 years of marriage that has really served us well yeah. and that the Lord has shown us. And I tell you, just the text messages I'm getting from younger guys and gals saying, we so appreciate the fact 
that it's not a judging thing, but it's really a mentoring, coaching, discipleship kind of aspect, which we're not getting at church or wherever we are. And it's really helping us to be better men. Mm. That's really cool. One of the things that we talked about before we started recording was the importance of chapter leaders. And we've talked about this on previous episodes, them being kind of the flag bearer, if you will, in the local area. And really, what would you say to chapter leaders in regards to this? Yeah, a few things. One is you have to model Jesus. And I've often said that man in us, the sinful man in us, needs to decrease so that Jesus can increase in us. And so really it's the whole thing of this become kind of a, a phrase, like what would Jesus do? But more importantly, the question is, what would Jesus be? Mm. It's not the action, it's more of who you are in Christ. And so the chapter leaders need to have a level of maturity from the standpoint of walking with Jesus, being like Jesus, dying to self, which is not a really a popular message in the church, but really dying to self to be more like Jesus to others. And the other key thing is always looking for your successor or a person you're going to deputize to start another group across town that needs it. Which is something that you've talked about Curtis Wilson doing really well in the Ohio Valley area, Southwest Ohio. Yeah. And, and Curtis has just been just a flagship when it comes to just multiplying. He's now at over 300 people now in the Ohio Valley. He's starting to identify leaders now in different cities. So he's decentralizing that because not one person could do that, obviously. And his goal has always been to decentralize and get more people in leadership to be involved in that, to be servant leaders from that aspect. And so he's very selectively picking out those individuals. And we've been in constant discourse going back and forth. And I, what I love about his heart is his servant-like attitude towards growth. We'd rather grow deep rather than broad. And when we grow deep and we really grow deep in God, in the Lord, then we truly become the branches of the true vine, which is Jesus. And as we express that, the fruit really comes, but it takes time. It takes months, right? I mean, we've seen that in many chapters. Sometimes it takes a year or two years before we see some tremendous fruitfulness from the outside perspective. But really what's going on, on the inside is really what's important of the individuals that are attending. Well, one of the things that I remember when Paul Felitas, we recorded his episode, he talked about, I think he was even in the Colorado Springs chapter episode. By the way, we do have chapter features where we're featuring chapters and these leaders will often talk about what they've dealt with. But Paul, early on, once he started doing it regularly, he said it was sometimes it was just him and one other person that showed up or two other people that showed up. But it was that consistency that was really key to growing Colorado Springs. Yes. And you look at it now, I mean, we, there are some Wednesdays where we've got three or four different locations around the city where people are hosting in their shed lounges. The or their, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so that way people can kind of figure out, okay, I don't want to drive all the way across town, so I'm going to stay in Falcon and I'm going to go hang out with Sebastian. Or yeah. and meet some other guys and hear their story that you've never met, it's awesome. So the brotherhood just continues to keep growing and expanding. Now, one key thing in this whole thing is, how do you deal with a person that just is a jerk that shows up or has issues or has offended someone in the group? And I say this, go to the word of God, go to Matthew 14, go to that one person one-on-one, -on -one, not in a group setting, talk to them about it. 
And if he or she doesn't receive it, then you take another person. And if he or she doesn't receive it at that point, then you break fellowship and they're not invited back to gatherings. And then we take them off the Holy Smokes group page and all that other stuff. Which I've never seen in person because I think it's a social media thing. I've, I've only seen us ban people, if you will, on social media. Right. But when they're in person, I've never had someone that has gone that far and not received correction. Yeah. So I have. Uh, oh yeah, Ooh. multiple times. So really, yeah. So you know, we have persona non grata or banned people from the Facebook page. I'm up to about sixteen or twenty now, where I've had to have individual conversations, and I get them on a Zoom call with another guy or gal. And if they haven't received it, then I just go, "Well, I'm sorry. Then you know, this may be not the right group for you, and you're off the group." <laughs> I mean, and by the way, it's my group, so I can do it. And you know the rules, and you're infringing on it. And so you know, please don't come back. And, you know, those are hard discussions, but it's part of the growth that we have to have and we have to address as we try to be Christ to others, right? It's a hard deal to deal with sometimes because we're really, in our culture, very, you know, I'm Asian American, so for me, confrontation is hard. Mm -hmm. So I've had to overcome that as well, but it really serves them as well. At the same time, out of that 16 or 20, out of, I don't know, gosh, probably like twice as many of that, have received correction, and they're like, I'm sorry, you're right. I need help with this. Ooh, Which that's is, good. That's where the money is, right? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's a beautiful part where they go, you know, I've all, but I've never had people love me enough to tell me the truth. Because the Bible says, tell the truth in love. And when they're open to that, bro, that's beautiful. That's the redeeming power of the cross. And one of the beautiful things about those kinds of situations, and I've seen this in my personal life, is sometimes those people end up becoming some of your closest friends. Yeah. Because he walks through, you know where the boundaries are and you know where things stand. And so all of a sudden this deepness, this richness will happen when that happens. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so often they have gone through painful situations and so they're broken as we all are broken. We're all broken people. That's why we need Jesus, right? And those that embrace it, it's beautiful to see. And it's actually healing to us as well as individuals to walk them through that. And yes, does it take time? Yes, is it hard? Is it emotionally draining? Some of these people are very emotionally draining. And they take needs a lot of time. But you know what? They're brothers. They're sisters. And that's what God calls us to, is to love one another. It's beautiful. And that's why, and really that's why Holy Smokes exists. Thanks, Kay. Love you, my man. Love you too, bro. Hey everyone, I wanted to announce that we have Holy Smokes gear. That's right, we have swag. We currently have hats, shirts, stickers, like for your vehicle or your travel humidor, magnets, even branded bourbon glasses for a limited time. Go to holysmokes.club and click on the shop tab. That's holysmokes.club. I'm super proud of the shirts. They're made with Bella Canvas shirts that are soft and incredibly comfortable. The hats fit wonderfully, which can be a problem for those of us with big noggins. We plan on having a lot more to offer like Guayabara shirts, additional t-shirt designs, beanies, polos, hoodies, cigar accessories, and much more. Check it out. And even if you don't make a purchase now, be sure to sign up for that email list as I've thrown a couple big discount coupon codes for those exclusively on that list. So click the shop tab 
at holysmokes.club. Thanks. Thanks.